Welcome to Shy Trying. This is Gianna. Um, back for another week with my friend Denna um, because she rocks and she talks. Um, she's willing to come over to my apartment, and hang out with me, and talk and be on the show. So we continued our conversation from last week. Um, so you're going to hear the end of that today. Um, hopefully, you'll like it. Hopefully, you're liking what I'm doing. Um, if you're not, you can let me know, either in iTunes reviews or private messages, anonymous messages, whatever. I'm down. Um, let me know what you're thinking, how you're feeling about what I'm doing, especially if you're not liking it. That'd be fun. Um, I'll be back with more Gianna-centric stuff probably next week. I'm just a little tired uh, this week. Not really down to get too deep. Um, unless we're talking about stretches, because I've been doing some yoga, um, lately on the floor of my apartment. Anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for, um, hanging out with me when you do, because uh, every little bit of it is worth it. Um, every little bit of it is progress and... It's all getting better all the time. <sighs> Maybe that is. Um, so here's me and Denna. Enjoy. Oh, I saw you before in the guitar store. I was lonely, lazy, and useless. And Bartholomew moans to the counterfeit clones when he feels like he's not a human. I don't know. Anytime someone from like another state, like other than California, visits, it just really shows me how Californian I really am sure, and how sure. like I would not survive very well in the rest of America. I feel like, yeah. like I'm not well suited to extreme heat or extreme cold or extreme humidity or extreme altitudes. Neither am I. Neither am I. Tor I have no experience with tornadoes or hurricanes or mm -hmm. snowstorms. No. Like, I don't really know what sleet is either, which I'm sure people, like, in other states are like, what the hell? If you do have listeners from other states. Sure, sure. Um, it's shocking how little I know of what of true weather. Yeah. Um, sometimes it rains a lot here, but it hasn't for years. Yeah, that's why we have a drought. We're in a drought. We have We're one year of water. A really apparently. serious drought here in California. And nobody's talking about it. NASA says we have one year of water left. And everyone's like, but my lawn needs to be green. Yeah, yeah my parents let their lawn die. They're in the suburbs and they let their lawn die this year. Yeah. Just. That's good, though. Yeah, most people in their neighborhood did. But um, you stand out if you have a green lawn now up in northern california suburbs i suppose well, and i hear in southern california suburbs it's the complete opposite people are afraid of their homeowners associations um disciplining them like by fining them for having 
unattractive lawns by them going brown. That's horrible. Like it's and Southern California is also the probably the biggest consum consumer of water because it is a desert. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it has to have its water piped in from somewhere and a lot of wells in the Central Valley are going dry and our crops are... And our cannabis crop yield requires... is going to be diminished and that includes cannabis. Uh, cannabis requires a lot of water. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know people um, who have worked, like, grow sites up north who have stolen water, you know, from people's, like, land and, like, in order to hydrate their cannabis crop yeah um totally how do you feel about uh ice water hash <laughs> uh, it's conflicting because it is really a healthier some would say choice for people to consume if they are interested in cannabis extracts but it is such a big consumer of water including um frozen water right right you have to use electricity to freeze that water first yeah it doesn't come like that you have to create it yeah by... you make all this ice first and then then you put it in a washing machine which uses more electricity and it uses water and then you're not just using the water once you're using it multiple times like you're washing you do multiple washes usually over and over and over so it's not the most drought friendly <laughs> way to make cannabis extracts but i have to say that butane extractions have are their own um problem because you have people who aren't doing it safely you mm -hmm. have people totally. who I, I mean all the time we see a lot of cannabis vendors who are vending unsafe extracts yeah um to be quite frank sure like, sure it's and they're around they're and that's they're at, in in san francisco clubs yeah they say sure. their shit is the best shit they're not like actually held in san francisco clubs but, it's but just like stinks. they come it to stinks of butane yeah and it doesn't look good it looks wet and no like, yeah if, like just not if, if it looks slimy and wet and if it literally looks like snot that's not a good sign typically not if that's not sappy that's no tiny <laughs> sure sure so i'm also not for that i think <laughs> I, I just think with cannabis no. extracts you need to be conscious about who you are Who's purchasing from yeah like right currently um i went to one club and i saw they had some hash and i knew that everyone i knew everyone who made I knew everyone who washed the hash of the other other kinds they carried, but except for this one hash. And I was like, who washed this? And the consultant couldn't tell me. They're like, I don't know. And I was like, I didn't really trust it if I didn't know who washed it for some <laughs> weird reason. I've become so spoiled that I realized sure. because not everyone has that privilege or access to say no. oh so, to say no really to sure, um, sure. to say no to, to, to cannabis. To cannabis. <laughs> that's offered to them yeah it's definitely a different environment than a lot of people live in other states right which is why i probably wouldn't survive in other states either because they don't have as much cannabis there mm -hmm. yeah it's it, it used to be difficult for me to feel safe buying cannabis mm -hmm. um and it's not any longer yeah and that feels like, like a gift definitely like i would usually be the only girl there purchasing and yeah. it's usually like you're either going into a strange man's home or strange man's car sure sure and neither one of those scenarios are comfortable or safe or safe but if you're if you can't sleep at night like sure <laughs> it makes you do crazy things <laughs> mm -hmm. and 
it's really not the safest way. And I know people go do that right now. Like people get in people's strange ones, cars, strange people's houses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. By their random blue dream or whatever the fuck they tell you it is. Whatever it is. Crunchy even. Like who knows? Who knows what it is? I've totally paid $40 for like some small little nuggets of hard. It's hard to break apart. Twiggy. Mm Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's it can be gross out there. Um and dangerous. So yeah, and I, especially as a as a young lady, I didn't feel safe. Um and it prevented me from consuming cannabis for a while. Yeah. When I moved out to San Francisco, I was just not willing to buy from an unknown source. Yeah. Well, we were just saying today, like, I would never just randomly go up to anyone on Hate Street and sure. ask for, like, cannabis. <laughs> sure. As a tourist, sure. Like, you can... It's not going to be hard for you to find an expensive, shitty bag of weed on the street. Yeah. But um, that's not going to be me. Yeah. It's not going to be me. We I'm not going to be that girl. We need... Um, a little bit more of a quality assurance for me. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think that being a woman in working in cannabis can be fraught with danger sometimes because we don't have workplace regulations in a lot of no. the cannabis work environments that exist as it is today. Like sure. when we have grows up in like Mendocino or up in Humboldt County, mm-hmm. like women who work, who those work. grows are unprotected. It's not like if you're working at a formula retail department store that has sexual harassment modules you had to sit through <laughs> when you initially signed up. So you all have agreed apparently on paper that you won't sexually harass everyone. Sure. Cannabis isn't like that. And no, not everybody illegal gets paid, grows. paid on paper. No, people get paid in cash at the end of the night and hopefully you have a job tomorrow. Is sure. usually how it works. Sure. Hopefully the people bankrolling your grow don't pick up and leave. Don't just pick up and leave. And or like pick up and rob you yeah (laughs) basically all exactly work you've done for them and growing you can get exploited very very easily so easily in that situation and also like threatened with sexual assault in the meantime while you're sure basically donating your time probably living and sleeping in the very close vicinity to the crop yeah um and the other gardeners yeah. and that's not yeah not comfy i remember hearing always um, not always comfy a mutual friend of ours like kind of reminiscing about or not rem- romanticizing the whole growing in the mountains experience he's like oh man screw all this bud tending life like i just want to mm-hmm. go up in the mountains and grow like you just be hella peaceful like not having to deal with anybody and just dealing with your plants and another colleague chimed in was like yeah and then by week three when you haven't had a hot shower and you're just baby wiping yourself (laughs) and that shit gets real old real fast and i was just like holy shit that was so real (laughs) like it's people not a glamorous. People think about that. People think about that when, and that's usually the like cannabis that's grown for illegal grows, I imagine. But I'm sure it gets vended to clubs. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm almost positive. It has to be. But when did you become more involved in cannabis activism like what drove you to that Um, was it like something personal or was it um... i would say it was really a gradual morphing of me trying to seek out a space within the cannabis community um definitely a lot of my consumption 
with cannabis went from being social to um, isolation really quickly. Um, but not in a negative capacity, sure, I would sure. say, but just because um, it went something that it went from something to being social to oh, this actually like is really beneficial to me. That makes me helps me sleep, but not to say it wasn't exacerbated by any um, emotional turmoil I was going through. Like when I was before I had a card, I was definitely um, smoking in situations where I shouldn't have been. You know, like. Mm. Smoking before I went to class and, you yeah. know, smoking. Yeah, whenever like, you can get a hit off any of uh, somebody's Yeah, like, something. and, you know, th- at that time, that I'm sure that helped me get through the, It didn't hinder me. Like, I mean, no, I still got my shit done. Like, maybe a little bit longer college. than maybe if I hadn't, but maybe that cost me some money in tuition. So I guess that's the negative <laughs> impact of it, being sure. honest. But, I mean... I'm paying for my own. I, I'm still paying for my own school because I have student loans. You earned loans. it. You earned it. <laughs> I was looking at my student loans today and seeing how much I owed him. Oh, dear. It's the lowest it's ever been, though. So that's exciting. Every single day getting lower. But no, actually, no. it only gets lower when I pay only it. Gets and then the interest starts going up again. Uh, right. Only Now I only have like $40 of interest. <laughs> no, I think it was only $40 of interest like that month. Uh, it's so confusing. Plus, like that's the problem with like student loans too because you have like, the principal amount and the interest and the interest that month and then it's how your payments very complicated. and how your payments are applied and then you have forbearance and deferment and like consolidation and it's just it is just the white man's language. <laughs> it is the white man's capitalist language, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's um, you yeah. have to navigate that paperwork. And world the entire time i'm on this website i have like smiling like students like invest in your future yep. get help with your payments like well you're trying to, to figure oh out what your stupid password is oh my god and so you're just you like, can just figure out how much you have to pay the like u.s government um through a third party like yeah. loan management company there's a dude in a polo shirt smiling at you in the sidebar Yep, the entire time. Oh man, it's terrible. Yeah, and then you get to that website at three times after you've like um, <laughs> put in like fake domain names inadvertently, going this domain name is for sale, and you're like, God damn it, why was that website again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but mm. yeah, so that's fun because we both have had that experience. College was worth it, don't yeah. you think? Well, I'm really happy I had the experience of undergrad and going to grad school because I know that those are that those are two experiences that I was craving. Um, as yeah. like being, I don't know, being raised as an immigrant, like first generation child, it's like going to college really means something in the sense of like, you're doing something that your parents couldn't do and you want to do it for them in a way. And also you want to do it because like people are kind of rooting against you because I, at least for me in high school, um, when I was in high school, I was told that like a community college was my best bet because my grades were so bad. You know, like oh, I wasn't wow. really like I wasn't encouraged to be like, yeah, you should apply for a UC. You know, so like sure, sure. I I was kind of like as a you know fuck you, I'm gonna go to college. Like it was expensive in the long run, but I'm really happy I got those experiences. And I feel like if you want that experience, you should fight for it and you should you yeah. know save up for it and. I agree. But I feel like a lot of people don't think of the experience. They just think of the end goal. Like, I want to go to college so I can get a job, so I can make a lot of money afterwards, which is good because I know people who think that get really successful and make a fuck ton of money. They could become accountants or they get MBAs and they go on to run companies, but they also end up screwing over people or getting screwed themselves. And for me, I just... Wanted to help people in a weird way. Like when I first went to school, I was going for nursing. I was that's that's right, that's right. Taking science classes and taking, um, like social, like I'll say, like critical thinking skills and like volunteering at like mm. blood banks and oh wow, like 
taking theory and CNA courses. I was like doing all this extracurricular shit. So like when I applied for nursing school, I would look so attractive, but it didn't end up happening. So I ended up applying, uh, declaring English instead. And that's where our shared interest comes in and that we both really love books. Totally. I was an English major from the start actually um when i first applied i was an english major that's awesome though um you like were og english lit major major, um from the very beginning and then somewhere in my second or third year i added creative writing as a double major so i could take more writing classes because i took i took one one creative writing class like introduction to creative writing um, to fulfill yeah. some sort of general education requirement. And um, I definitely loved like- it so much that I just kept, I wanted to keep taking those kind of classes. Yeah, I definitely felt I was lacking in my English lit education in undergrad. Like I didn't have enough practice and experience coaching with writing in terms of creatively and act- mm-hmm. rather than in an academic sense about texts. And I felt like I, I um, read better contemporary literature and mm. creative writing courses. Um, like I, I read some fucking phenomenal contemporary lit just because it was, it was in being taught in a creative writing class in some capacity, either about yeah. like uh, snappy dialogue or um, I don't know, storytelling, modern storytelling. Um, but, and you don't get that really in literature at least depending what era you're working on sure like of course you're not going to get that if your concentration is like the early modernist period but or medieval drama yeah (laughs) exactly but my my interest is like post-colonial lit so i definitely got to read some more contemporary stuff that was like published in like 2010 and like Mm. 2000 because that's when the colonized are starting to write their books um, pretty much sure. when they're was, finally getting published. Yeah. In some nations, unfortunately that's how long it's taken. So yeah, that was like one unique aspect I had to my concentration at least, but I know like my For, like, colonial literature yeah. to finally become mainstream. But I know like I have some colleagues who are like, I can't read any American literature. I just, I can't study it anymore. Like I'm just done with the whole thing. I'm just English literature all the way. I'm just like, Oh my God, like you make me cringe so much. Wow. Like so narrow minded, like people who are like studying, who are getting advanced degrees in literature saying this. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, and the, Academy definitely encourages it too, though. I feel like it's an undercurrent of like, that's the real literature. Sure, sure. There is sort of like that um, New Englander attitude mm-hmm. in literary academia because it still feels very like wannabe, wannabe East Coast, wannabe. Yeah. Um, fancy feel. <laughs> well like, like red brick ivy yeah league literally sort of oxford rather than the standards cement buildings we had <laughs> <laughs> cement facades stucco mm-hmm. a lot of stucco a lot of architectural experimentation i feel like was happening on our campus as well yeah san francisco state has so many different kinds of buildings yeah like every building is a little bit different um feels like it was built at a different time by a different person (laughs) there's just like every now and then there's like a couple different buildings that go together yeah and it's like when they scrape together enough money (laughs) to like sure totally spend on like three buildings at once yeah (laughs) like they scraped their pennies and were really good for 20 years and splurged on three buildings so it's like this very quirky campus Mm-hmm. Um, but large because they keep just kind of tacking, tacking on, on stuff, stuff around the edges, really. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. keep calling it bigger. It's growing. It keeps growing. They just kind of keep buying up more apartments <laughs> and like <laughs> calling SF State, really. Yeah. Yeah. SF State's what have they do? Connected to really, really um, compartmentalized com- apartments. Yeah. 
the Park Merced area. University so Park North as well. Uniform. Stonestown Apartments, too. That's right. They're very, also very uniform looking. Very boring, kind of mm-hmm. blockish uh, apartment towers um, alongside some townhouses. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not, it's not great. It's not ideal living. And it's, yeah. and it's not cheap either because they gouge the students who move in and out every year. Seriously. Um, <laughs> it was so expensive to live there. My, my rent, including food, was an exorbitant amount of money. And I'm sure it's even more money now. It's, it, I couldn't live there. I no. <laughs> no. No, no. Like just wouldn't be able to afford it. Not nothing. No, plan. I, I'm no, never. I would never With that glorious refined flour pizza. Mm, so weird. I lived in one of the towers for like six months, um, mm-hmm. subletting. Uh, oh, <laughs> but I, I was on the very bottom floor. Mm-hmm. N- no view, just view of a fucking cement. <laughs> ocean view so i was spoiled that's nice it was nice but <laughs> it didn't end well that situation so that roommate situation no not at all i've had some of those yeah who hasn't hmm. to be frank at least in retrospect everyone's always sure. like that was like not a good roommate situation you know while you're in it no. you don't necessarily recognize that it was a good one or not a bad or, or not good one you know then you look back and you're like holy hmm, maybe huh or you're in it and it's actively terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I I ran into a roommate on the bus the other day and it was or an old roommate on the bus the other day and it was awkward. He was a that dude. Yeah, it was like he was a dude that I roomed with um and we ended up hooking up but not not dating. And that is awkward. We like we traded off having feelings for each other. So like at first I wanted to date him and then he was he didn't and then he wanted to date me and then I didn't so mm. we traded and that doesn't sound like it was fun. it was not meant to be <laughs> at all. it was not meant to be at all um and so and the 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 conflict of our feelings and non-feelings for each other um led to me moving out early <laughs> Um, (laughs) well but i hope that there are no hard feelings it was we've had friendly conversations since then Mm -hmm. we just haven't been friends since then of course the (laughs) crumb on the bottom of my sock was a cannabis crumb (laughs) yeah my carpet is dirty Oh, no, not at all. It, my apartment would be the exact same situation. It would be a <laughs> cannabis crumb stuck to the bottom Crumbs, of my sock. Yeah. Just stuck. Sticky. That's what I hear happens at, like, grow operations or trim scenes. In trim scenes, like, all everyone's, like, cuffs and, like, arm roll, like, cuffs. Like, anything that has um, a fold or, like, a pocket overlay, like, you're going to have a cannabis crumb or, like, a thief dust. Clings just, to it. like, it settle does. in there. Yeah, and I can definitely see that. I come happening. home from work sometimes, um, and feel like people smell me, <laughs> smell me on the bus, yeah, or the the train. Definitely, but you know what? It's San Francisco. Yeah, I get used to it, and I almost feel like, in a way, it's an act of civil disobedience. Because it's not supposed to smell like cannabis, but it does. So, and there's no one knows that if that if you're a patient or not. If anything, no, most people think that you're just a delinquent. I feel like when you're on muni smelling of cannabis, they don't think, oh, it's a patient. They're they're medicating. Good for them. They're they're gonna. They just picked up some medicine. Are gonna go home and feel way better. I don't. I don't think people think that. I think they're just like dumb kids smelling a pot on my bus. Like, I think you're right. I like, think you're right. 
it, and so it feels like an act of civil disobedience for me at least yeah because you're just disturbing the peace a little bit yeah and you're making people raise their eyes from their phones just a little yeah. bit like kind of look around yeah <laughs> and and i hope they notice yeah. <laughs> like i remember i went back to my old workplace and i had um i had my cannabis on my um my backpack and i have my backpack on and when i went to hug some of my old coworkers, they were like you smell so good like <laughs> like wink wink see that's mostly what they what people say though that's yeah what people say most of the time <laughs> like something smells good like at least <laughs> in the particular situations but there's also mm-hmm. sometimes you know where i would definitely feel like a frown and I would feel judged <laughs> and would feel a little bit anxious, paranoia inducing. Like, <gasps> what if they, you know, say something or do something, but most people don't really, they'll just like frown at you and like go like, Ugh. you know, <laughs> just kind of click their tongue a little. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> like they're just, they're not actually going to really do anything <laughs> unless, you know, it's a cop that smells it and you're in a place where a dick, cop can definitely do something to ruin your shit (laughs) ruin your ish ruin your day your week your month your next 18 months 18 months your 36 months your 36 years depending on how much cannabis they find on you who knows i've seen people like just bring out obscene amounts of cannabis in front of people and i'm just like are you serious do you not see all these people behind you now they know you have this much cannabis on you and you're going to leave and people are going to know that you have that much cannabis on you in that bag that you just put it in and they're going to fucking rob you. You're such an idiot. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't walk around Jesus. with huge quantities oh. by yourself and feel like you're going to be fine. Yeah. I, I feel, I wish there was some more caution amongst people, but also I'm a hypocrite because I, Ooh. Because either a bad yeah. guy robber or a bad guy cop is going to get yeah. you. Yeah. Who knows what the latter will do to you. Who knows either what the former wants with you. Dude. It's just You're fucked. Kind of suck. <laughs> I think our respective significant others are trying to communicate <laughs> with us. I know. I know. I think our so. <laughs> I think our, I think sure our boyfriend and girlfriend are texting us. <laughs> boyfriend and fiance are texting us my fiance (laughs) i use fiance and girlfriend interchangeably i'm gonna call i'm your beyonce she's my beyonce i'm probably gonna use um my giance that's me that's that's gonna be you possibly me someday that's gonna be you when you're giance (laughs) this is this is my (laughs) giance yes oh my god um i'm actually upset that diana i could say she's my deonce that's good i like that deonce 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 that's a good one yep Thanks for taking that um, snack break with me, Denna. Snacks are amazing. Um, I appreciate you and your flexibility um, <laughs> as far as snacking goes. Hey, when you, the <laughs> when the call the snack <laughs> when the snack calls you answer you when the chip chip crinkles you crunch. When the, when the chip bag crinkles, you crunch. When the mm-hmm. bag opens, you pour it out in your mouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm Why the hell not? happy to be the person who opens the bag for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Never going to stop you. Never going to stop you. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh-uh. <laughs> like, it's terrible because most people are either or people. They either love sweet things or they love salty things. Oh, I love both. I love both. Exactly. I have a real problem with eating. Me? Mm, I can't stop. I won't say it's a problem. 
because I, I love eating. Like I love eating. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes I get stressed out by it because I am feeling like I don't know what to eat. Mm. And when I have to think of things to eat, I get stressed out when they're not already presented in an easy to eat way. Which is why I like snacks because you can just <laughs> open up a bag and eat you it. Just any snack. And then you're done rather yeah. than like you buy rice and you have to cook it. You know, sure, you sure. buy a, planning a meal, like planning a meal can't to, be stressful. buying ingredients rather than ready made things you can put in your fucking mouth. Like mm-hmm. that's kind of, I'm terrible at cooking pretty much is what Aww. I'm yeah. trying to say. <laughs> I'm pretty terrible at it too. I'm not, I'm not a great cook. Yeah. Um, I'm not a creative cook is really what it is. I can cook just a couple of different things, a couple of different dishes and I just yeah. stick to that, stick to that. Yeah, I have my regulars like toast mm. and cereal. Definitely cereal. I'm really good at making a bowl of cereal. That milk to cereal ratio. I've really figured that. Nailed that. I've nailed that. I've um, really nailed down my cream cheese to bagel ratio. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Proud of you. Proud of you. Thank you. Well, it helps <laughs> because guess who I have living in my house with me? A former bagel employee. A former bagel employee. Well, she, she Diana, um, used to, <laughs> well, she's a former bagel employee. She's a bagel shop, bagel yeah. shop employee. She used to, that's a noble profession. I, I know a couple of bagel yeah, shops. She, um, worked at a Einstein's. Oh, that's in fabulous. Texas. Okay. Once upon a time. Very cool. And Californians know Einstein's as Noah's. Mm-hmm. We have Noah's bagels. Yeah. So it's the same people pretty same much. Thing. But Diana really nailed down her <laughs> cream cheese to bagel ratio there. I'm glad. <laughs> and she passed that knowledge she on to me. She helped you. She helped you figure that out. Yeah. She provides the cream cheese and the bagels. <laughs> That's what love's all about. It's breakfast food together. Yeah, she loves breakfast. Like, it's her favorite meal of the day is breakfast. I can't help but agree. I I am actually quite down with this, especially because depending on whatever part of the world you're in, breakfast is really flexible. And, like, that's what I like about breakfast. Like, breakfast can be anything if you want to take it in a postmodern sense. (laughs) Breakfast can be savory. Breakfast can be anything. Breakfast can be a cold pizza pizza. Yes. Yes. And I consider that a breakfast food. Totally. Rather than just putting eggs on top of something and calling it (laughs) breakfast. Like, I'm I'm, I'm really liberal in my definition of breakfast. Sure. But I also do love the traditional breakfast foods. Sure. Pancakes, eggs, bacon. Yeah. I guess it just comes from, like, being raised in, like, a foreign household because... My parents ate a lot of things for breakfast. Breakfast could be anything. Yeah, like what they called omelets weren't considered like traditional omelets. Like you would call that a scramble. My mom called a it scramble. an omelet. Okay. Like so, as, as far sure, as sure. I knew, like as a kid, it was like it. an omelet. Like yeah. so, I didn't know what this like folded <laughs> like clamshell thing was in the <laughs> restaurant. They said, "Here's in your omelet." I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" What the fuck is this? What'd you do to the egg? Why'd you fry it like this? Like, why is it? Why is it an egg pancake? Like, I'm just gonna scramble it up on my plate. <laughs> it's I don't know. It's confusing. Like a lot of things, I attribute to being raised by immigrants. Which, <laughs> like, well, you can attribute your entire childhood to it. Yeah, basically. Yeah, like, and I whenever <laughs> I talk to coworkers, and they mention like certain celebrities or like certain like points of time and reference of like decades and i'm kind of like that wasn't in my realm of like wasn't in my was my my parents weren't familiar with like that 60s 70s american culture only through consuming it overseas that's the only way they're familiar with it and they weren't and so i you know liked i actually liked abba like (laughs) i actually you know, listen to the Bee Gees and it wasn't like something that people make fun of now. 
you know like people <laughs> like now like my well, parents like oh i was a rolling stones family or oh like we listen to funk sure. or we listen to like our, like you know all the old soul funk classics but my parents were like no no so they listen to abba tapes like and we came in a little bit later yeah <laughs> we came in at a little bit different time my dad spent like 200 dollars like on his black market levi jeans in iran in oh, the wow. 70s because like and that's the thing what people don't understand about iranians like they love western culture like the iranian people like really are avid consumers of western culture but the iranian government is um really fundamental like fundamentally islamic and that's not really the will of the people which is unfortunate sure it's something that's been on my mind a lot since i just visited my parents and my dad was like really um talking about this to um my future in-laws um my he's like very much like arbiter of educating the white people <laughs> which i chalk up to why i am the way i am <laughs> because my dad and my mom were freedom fighters in iran and it's one of those things where um, how 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 could I not be politically aware, politically active? active. Um, I can't just sit down and like when take this when my parents come from such a history of resistance, and I feel like I need to honor that because that's why they came over here so I could be free to have that resistance. Right. And it's something that I feel like people who don't come from that um background don't understand and they take it for granted and just appreciate the status quo for what it is but not realizing the status quo can be oppressive to so many people and so many things yeah yeah that's really profound is it <laughs> thank no. you yeah thank you no i think it's it's real thank you just one of those things. <laughs> well, it makes you proud of your parents. It makes you see them in a different way. Um, and who knows where we'll be. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what we'll do. Yeah. I mean, prop... Propositions are being proposed right now as we speak, I believe, to be put on the ballot in 2016. There are, like, movements and whisperings and pawn pieces being moved into place as we speak that I'm unaware of and I don't have, I'm not privy to. No, I don't know what's happening in California cannabis legislation. Yeah, at all. It's all kind of up in the air it feels like, like yeah i don't, I don't know what's gonna happen next there's like the local legislation crackdown that's happening on medical cannabis sure on that level that's right and San santa cruz mm -hmm. um exactly. is changing right now um on tuesday the um i think it was the county board um voted three to two to repeal an ordinance that they passed last year um that's okayed large-scale grows apparently I, I think that was the language and then they repealed that saying that no now grows must be 10 by 10 and if you don't if you're a can if you're a medical patient in san francisco this should alarm you because so much of the products we consume in san francisco dispensaries are supplied by santa cruz vendors it's true it's true um businesses run out of santa cruz are run um are located primarily in Santa Cruz in terms of production at times. Sure, sure. And assembly. And uh, that's really going to limit people. Um, it really limits people to just personal use, just home grows. Sure. And it not doesn't allow an edible or a hash industry. A thriving one. A thriving industry to to be local. Um it makes it really limited to your immediate area code. Mm -hmm. hmm. Like to be quite frank, like it limits you to your area code, even yeah. to going 
like even just going to a different club doesn't help like because it would the problems like geographical yeah yeah in terms and apparently um there were like an overwhelming um public opinion saying against this um, move in santa cruz like there are a lot of cannabis activists that came out cannabis advocates that came out medical marijuana patients that came out to say please don't do this this is our livelihood this is our lives on the line like you can't do this like this is a public health issue please, please don't like, and the, please don't do this and then there's also the minority voices that are just a little bit louder just a little bit more heard that say no we're concerned for our safety about these illegal large-scale grows and that is a valid concern that's the problem like it's that's a valid concern of course you should be concerned for your safety when you have armed patrolmen around large-scale illegal grows but that you should you should police that you shouldn't punish legal law-abiding cannabis businesses in the same fell swoop i feel like that's blaming a few bad apples and punishing all of us equally sure sure yeah it does feel like that it does feel unfair um like most people are doing it well and doing it right and doing it what oh yeah especially in santa cruz doing it medically (laughs) especially in santa cruz because it's a really thriving community there too of activists of people who are supportive of holistic approaches of medicine definitely of integrating chinese medicine principles as well into using cannabis medicinally they're like the uh, the innovators like it's a good scene it's not from what i hear the legal large-scale grows are in the rural Santa Cruz mountains are few and far between, mm-hmm. and those are what needs to be legislated or policed and actually enforced against rather than, you sure. know, mom and pop growing cannabis and making topicals and tinctures <laughs> and cookies. Yeah, yeah and those people honey should just be left and, alone. Like... Those are, and those are all things that are for people who don't smoke cannabis either. Like those are yeah, things for that's people. That's a budding industry is the non-smokers. The sm- non-smokers are becoming more powerful. Yeah. The people who don't want to light up a joint, who don't want to hit a bong or a dab rig, who just want to yeah. eat a cookie and yeah. um, spray a, a tincture in their mouth. Um and that's not to say that the person who wants to smoke a joint is bad either and needs no. to be policed and legislated against. Yeah, no, that's okay too. It's just um it's just nice to see uh people learning more about ways to consume cannabis and cannabis and integrating it into a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. Um and I feel like those people are being punished. Um pretty regularly yeah and that's that's the part where i'm about fighting for and it being like an act of civil disobedience being a little smelly on the bus because you're trying to <laughs> yeah. you're, you're literally trying to say what spaces are okay for me to be in and i'm the same as you and i deserve to be on this bus just as much as you Yeah, exactly even though i'm a young punk Young punk. I'm a young punk. It smells like pot. And I think a lot of that is also a classist issue or or class issue too, because you look at, you know, um, men of color who smell like cannabis as like criminals or as up to no good. Whereas they're just fucking kids smoking pot, just like you you did when you were a 14 year old, probably, you know, like. It's, I feel like it's something that isn't necessarily limited to communities of color or people of color that is so and overwhelmingly shown in law enforcement statistics. And it's one of those things that when you look at studies, you see that white people overwhelmingly use drugs at higher rates than people of color do. And especially cannabis, but the law enforcement statistics don't reflect that. 
Yeah, like I think back in I my suburban upbringing in terms of teenagers, there was a lot of drug use aflowing amongst the AP honors students. Sure, sure. Totally. Like, totally. Um, that wasn't isolated to my high school at all. It's the white kids with money who are doing the drugs. Exactly. Um, I, uh, I just, it's, uh, My fiance is amazing. Just suggested Froyo. We down. We down for Froyo. Yeah, dude. Froyo. Sorry, just got so distracted. So by distracted Froyo. by Froyo. See, and that happens too. You <clears throat> can get medicated and get distracted by Froyo. Yeah. Yeah. Doink. Doinky doink. <laughs> <laughs> Edit that part out, maybe. Doink. 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 Twing and 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 me too. It's freaking square. It's freaking square. I'm obsessed with it. Where did you find a square? I got it at a craft fair. Of course. Which one are Yes. Yes. That's such a renegade thing. At the Fort Mason Center. Mm hmm. Oh, man. Same. Yeah, I want to smoke more, but forever. I really want to dab again. <laughs> the struggle, Let's the struggle. Yes, you're right. You're right about that. We will. We'll just hold it together for one more minute. <laughs> how, how, how much time do we have? Do you think that we need to edit out? Oh, it's like three minutes. Okay, cool. <laughs> Well, how long do you want the episode to be? I don't really care. Okay, do we need to talk more about the woman in Canada? I don't know. We don't really need to talk about anything more than we need to. Have we touched on what we wanted to touch on? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, spaces for consuming. And then we can talk about the recent personal events we've gone through. Like the Hepburn, or we don't have to mention the Hepburn, but it'd be like nice to return this conversation. Yeah. Because lots of places, people don't even have that. Mm -hmm. A bunch of people who get together and like communally smoke cannabis together. Unless you have a thriving cannabis scene there already. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's something that's unique to San Francisco. Um, is we have a cannabis culture enough to where there are events and outings and cups and where festivals where we can get together. People and can share. Some of them are better than others, and granted, consume cannabis together, and some of them involve more consumption than others. Mm-hmm. Some of them involve more like activism than others. Um, it just depends. Everybody's different. Like, there's a, the demographic for cannabis is everybody. It's true. Like, this plant attracts people from all walks of life, from all different b- kinds of backgrounds. There is no yeah. so single a, cannabis yeah. user. So a cannabis industry party is a lot like any other party. Sometimes. Yeah. Just people are a little slower. <laughs> slower moving. Yeah. Um, Things are a little bit smokier. Sure, hazier, darker, um, warmer. It was actually like really louder warm. sometimes. Yeah, there's usually like a couple different types of music playing. <laughs> like, yeah, sometimes there's like a couple different, like one of a few different types of music playing. There's usually some kind of video 
element i feel <laughs> i i just feel sometimes but it's sure, not sure sure like more like the nightclub-y parties there's there's some yeah. visual elements like either some like a visualizer light show visualizer happening video. and it's usually like that either like mm-hmm. surf videos or dab videos or like cooking sure. videos awkwardly sometimes like sometimes it just depends just, what the vibe is like, there's or like sometimes there's just a tv playing sports center yep exactly like it's 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 just, March Madness. It's people. just the same. It's just it's not that different. It's, yeah, it's these like different are, kinds of bars. Are, these people are people you know. Yeah, yeah, definitely. These are people <laughs> that are your doc, not doctors. I would say, but these are people who are your babysitters, who are yeah. your grocery baggers, who are your dog and, walkers. Yeah. And we're people, you know, so yeah, definitely. Um, but I wish, I wish people were felt more comfortable talking about cannabis use and felt more comfortable asking questions, mm-hmm. um, and learning more and learning to be smarter um, about it. Because I enjoy fielding questions. Um, I enjoy helping people. I enjoy, uh, get high safely. And I enjoy informing people about cannabis. Yeah. Like, um, I love the look on someone's face when they're like, really? Yeah. Cannabis can do that? Or like, really? I can do that with cannabis? Sure. I could. Yeah. Like, they get really surprised and really excited because it opens up all these possibilities to them. And for you like to actually see that moment on someone's face is really cool. It really is. Yeah. Like when, because I remember when I was quitting smoking cigarettes, I thought I had to quit cannabis too, because it was smoking and I was like, no smoking anything anymore, you know, but so that's why I bought a vaporizer and I started vaporizing my cannabis and that just the, just opening that gate, like letting myself do that, like just made me quitting cigarettes so much easier. And like, if you can like imagine doing that for like opiate addicts or like Hmm. any other kind of addiction, it really opens up so many doors in terms of treatment and substance abuse and recovery. But people really think that cannabis can be used in uh, can be abused as well and I, I definitely agree that you can see he had psychological dependence definitely people have um access to cannabis who probably would benefit from stronger interventional therapies than cannabis can provide yes i would definitely argue that but i think that it's not just that the cannabis is um the problem i think it's really sure. more of like a symptom of lack of adequate health care yeah. <laughs> yes like, yes yeah then um just can't then the demon weed really no no the problem is deeper the problem is deeper if your problem is pot yeah it's um, not that you're addicted to pot it's that you probably need to have some psychotropic medicine or you need to have some physical therapy or you need to have some talk therapy like exactly it's a whole gamut of things that really needs to be addressed and take care of yourself your meat body and your soul body your meat body um just a meat bag it's fucking important because this is all this is the only one we've got I've um, definitely been feeling that when I got my lab results back for my blood tests. Mm. Like, your vitamin D is low. And I'm like, what does that mean? What does it mean? Like, your vi- like, and I'm just like, I could look that up. And I think that means, like, my blood clotting. No, it's vitamin K. Never mind. Vitamin D is something else. I don't know anything about what it does. Does it, it make you happy? Um, I think it has something to do with that, but I think vitamin D is actually um, a precursor um, to um, building calcium. I think why it's important that you have vitamin D and calcium. Okay. Because like, if you just have calcium, you like you know you, how you know how like if you eat iron, like you need to have vitamin C to help absorb it better. You know. Yes. I remember them telling me that at the blood bank because I was one of those 
girls who had chronically low <laughs> iron and I couldn't True. donate blood because I was a vegetarian at the time. I'm a vegetarian currently. Yeah. Do you have that problem when you try to I, donate blood? Yeah. Your yeah, I, so low? I, I do. That mm-hmm. has happened to me a few times. It's awkward because you're they're like, like well, eat a big ya. steak and you're like, um, that I'm sounds vegetarian. Disgusting. Fuck off. Yeah. You're like, you I, eat a big dick. <laughs> yeah. I'll eat a big salad, you asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, well, eat a spinach salad. I, I do. Yeah. But like i do but apparently because we're not cows like your body can't like break down the cellular walls to Mm. synthesize the iron in the spinach so you Mm. have to eat like vitamin c to help Mm. like absorb the iron in it or you can cook your spinach on an iron skillet because of course you have that lying around your house when you're 16 and a vegetarian (laughs) yeah no no, don't have an iron skillet. I know. I was like appalled when they suggested that to me. You can cook spinach on your iron skillet, and I'm like, your uh, you I was mean like, your that iron is skillet, the one you're about to pull out from under your I've table, ever and heard. Give, give to me right now. Like, oh my god, fuck you. Like maybe if I order like mac and cheese at a bar and it's served in a skillet, and I'll take that skillet home and like put spinach in it and cook it. You but I literally I'm not... have to steal it from a restaurant. That's the only way I'm ever gonna get an iron skillet. <laughs> That's the only way I you're steal it from a restaurant. I totally yeah. feel that. Yeah. How I wonder if that is a problem people have with <laughs> skillet appetizers. The oh my skillets God. go missing. Does that happen? I don't know. I wonder. Like I wonder too. I had a thing with oyster forks. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> They're so cute. They're so tiny and cute. They're so cute. They're pretty damn cute. They're pretty damn cute. And I you wanted gotta, to own you, them. Yeah, you, should, you, were, you were right in taking them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe you cut that part out. <laughs> but oyster, oyster restaurants will come after you. Yeah. You'll be barred from all oyster establishments. Oh, uh, that would be forward. really painful. <laughs> That'd be so painful. No more oysters for you. No so for you. No oysters for you. I was just reading an article about oysters today and how to talk about oysters like a pro. Oh, cool. So apparently um, the butteriness or creaminess of an oyster is affected by how late in the spawning season the oyster is harvested. Okay. And sure. I felt really fancy knowing that. And Perfect. also Good tip. Good tip. And then um, the finish is referencing <laughs> to the crispness of the oyster and its Crispness. flavor, which I totally understand what it means. So remember the, um, the time I got 25 oysters for my 25th birthday at the water bar in San Francisco. What? I can eat a lot of oysters, like Whoa. a fuck ton of oysters. 25. And they said that was the cutoff. And they said the cutoff was 24, but I like stared at them and I was like, it's my 25th birthday. And they like gave me 25. Cause it's because it's dollar oysters, so they're like they don't want like to have people like drop a hundred bucks and get a hundred oysters and like eat. Because I could probably eat a hundred oysters if I wanted to, but if you really sat down and did if it, I really put sat, your mind to it. If I had like a fifty-one fifty bar and like had a couple of friends with me, I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. we could like go to town on a hundred oysters. Maybe that. Maybe I'll do that for my fiftieth birthday if I make it to fifty. Yes. That's what I'll do. Double up. Me and Diana will get 100 oysters eat, and then we'll just yes. throw a party. Throw a party and have an oyster contest, basically. But, Sounds awesome. Um, Sounds good to me. Yeah. And then, so the crispness um, re- re- reminded me of the oysters I had on my 24th birthday because they were very, very crisp in their finish. <laughs> And the finish was so crisp. It had like almost like a like a bite or a snap mm-hmm. to it. Like mm-hmm. a yeah, exactly like mm-hmm. a snap. Like mm-hmm. a it was so good. Uh, but I was good, happy to know that I was an oyster purist, as this mm-hmm. article suggested, as I only like to eat the oysters with a little bit of lemon rather than cocktail sauce or mignonette, which <laughs> is a type of cucumber vinegar sauce. Yep. I sound so fancy right now, but I'm really not a fancy person. I'm wearing like jeans with crotch holes in them right now. <laughs> you can be fancy and have holes in your jeans. In the crotch, maybe. 
It's just fine. It's just fine, Dana. It's just fine, Dana. This is not a fancy podcast. Podcast is not fancy. This is not fancy. But I feel like I should be more professional. Be. <laughs> On the air. Never. Never, ever. Be professional on my show. <laughs> Never. That's the worst thing you could be. Um, we'll have you back again soon. <laughs> In a less professional manner. And we'll not be professional even a little. Not even a little bit. No hint of even a professional hint of a word. Um. Yeah. This has been a great evening. Yay. This is our our first day off in a while that we've had on it together. We always work alternate days. Yeah. <laughs> it's so um, true. It, so we, this is a blessing. It's a blessing having you here, being able to hang out on a day when neither of us are working. Yeah. We actually had an extended period of time to spend time together outside of work. <laughs> Yes. Where we could like walk around the beautiful city we live in and actually enjoy it. Enjoy ourselves and be lazy and leisurely and and enjoy ourselves. Also in, productive. <laughs> in a city that people love to visit. Totally. And we can just walk around and be like, yeah, we're locals. We we're live locals. here. Look at us being local. <laughs> people on us. Sightsee this, tourist. Yeah. I'm buying a case. Suck on this. <laughs> Tourist. Like, that's why we pay so much money in rent. So we can waltz around places that tourists inhabit and be yes. like, I'm just running errands. Wave our bus <laughs> passes around. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just wave your bus pass around. Like, you just don't care. Like beep a beep. citizen of the beep cosmopolitan beep. city you live in. Beep beep. Yep. We fucking rule this city. Your own way. You have to get your kicks when you can get them. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we we're certainly working on it. Yep. Um, in our own strange way. <laughs> but I'm glad you're here with me, and I'm glad you're here with me, listeners. Um, thank you for having me again on your so, podcast. Thank you. Gratitude all around. Ashante. Ashante. Ashanti. 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 <laughs>